the waters of the climate emergency are rising rapidly. We must continue to fight for hope. I apologize for the way this process has unfolded and uh, I'm deeply sorry. This fight must be won. Never give up, never retreat, keep pushing forward. Hello, this is definitively the last episode of The Lid Is On from COP26 with me, <laughs> Connor Lennon and Laura Quinones. You ended the last one saying, is this the end? Is it? Is it? Is it? it sounded very philosophical. Well, well finally, is the end. I, I, I sometimes, actually at some point, I thought this was going to keep going until tomorrow, Sunday. Yes, but if we got there. We're talking on Saturday evening. Let's talk a bit about the atmosphere, first of all, because there was quite a lot of drama. I saw the negotiators when they were doing their final photo. Yes. And they were holding up five fingers of one hand and one finger for the other for, for 1.5. Keep 1.5 alive. So they were very happy about that. Pretty chill atmosphere. Yeah. But then things started to get a bit weird. We saw Alok Sharma, the president of COP26, shuttling around between various people and running around and we weren't quite sure what was going on because they they did cut the audio feed at various points but it seemed that it all stemmed from an intervention by india um, who wanted some language changed in the article around coal and this led to several complaints in fact the complaints led alok sharma to apologize about the way he allowed this to happen may i just say to all uh, delegates, um, I apologize for the way this process has unfolded, um, and uh, I'm deeply sorry. I also understand the, the deep disappointment, but I think as you have noted, it's also vital that we um, protect this package. Alok Sharma, almost in tears there, very emotional. It's still historic that any kind of language about fossil fuels is in a COP26 final document. Yes, that actually ended up making it into the document. Um, so it's still a win, but I mean, I was at the plenary and, and as you said, there were very mixed emotions. First, we saw these uh, delegates and actually the negotiators were, were extremely happy that they, that they were about to approve this text. Then, um, then India uh, goes on, on, on the plenary and starts saying that, that, that they have requested to make this change. The change of one word, like we said yesterday, one word, one comma can make all the difference in these Yeah, they documents. change it from uh, facing out to facing down uh, coal unabated coal if, to be more exact so yes there was uh, a lot of uh, a little bit of resistance and a little bit of uh, countries saying they were disappointed but in the end they decided to uh, anyway accept this text as a compromise so the final outcome document the glasgow climate pact calls on countries to report their progress towards more climate ambition next year that's cop 26 at sharm el sheikh in egypt cop 27 of course, only seven. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> financing, this is one of the big topics of the last two weeks. Mobilising climate finance and significantly increasing support. So although the $100 billion, which was promised six years ago now for climate finance, has never actually been reached, there was a consensus that that ain't enough. It has to be more than that, maybe double that amount. 
Correct. And uh, that discussion uh, is going to be, let's say, delayed until next year. And, and apparently they could actually start delivering that money, if everything goes well, by 2023. Now, of course, there were elements, many elements in the final declaration that didn't go far enough for various countries, let alone NGOs and protesters will come to that a bit later so these areas you know loss and damage adaptation fossil fuels we heard from the maldives now the maldives is one is a country that is uh, really going to be up on the front line mm-hmm. they are an island nation and the sea any sea rise is going to be a serious impact for the country so this is what the maldives top negotiator said in her speech this progress is not in line with the urgency and scale required i would like to note that what is balanced and pragmatic to other parties will not help the Maldives adapt in time. It will be too late for the Maldives. For some, loss and damage may be the beginning of conversation and dialogue, but for us, this is a matter of survival. So while we recognize the foundations that this outcome provides, please do us the courtesy to acknowledge that it does not bring hope to our hearts, but serves as yet another conversation where we put our homes on the line. That was the Maldives at the COP26 final plenaries, and for, for some countries the message was it's, it's simply too late. Now, as I said, the NGOs, they all had their say, they were on active on social media even before yeah. the, the plenary had finished. Oxfam said that they were glad to see improved emissions reduction targets in there and that they'd be announced next year recognition of the urgency but they were unhappy with progress on loss and damage financing greenpeace they called it meek and weak that was their catchphrase however and they did notice progress on loss and damage and guess what greta thunberg said on her twitter what did greta say on her twitter that it was just blah 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 well, we heard from Patricia Espinosa. She's the head of UN Climate Change, UNFCCC, which, which organises this conference along with the host country. She spoke towards the end of the plenary, thanking Alok Sharma and his team for their work, touching on some of the many things that have been achieved in areas such as adaptation and the agreement that much more finance is needed. The bridge to historic transformation we must achieve has been built here in Glasgow. But bridges are meant to be crossed, and cross we must. The waters of the climate emergency are rising rapidly. We must continue to fight for hope. And while hope will light our way forward, we will remain vigilant that promises pledged and our promises kept, that the billions looking to you have their hopes reflected in your decisions. Let us enjoy what we have accomplished, but let us also prepare for the next chapter of our journey together, together with Egypt in beautiful Sharm el-Sheikh. That was Patricia Espinosa talking about uh, the, yeah, the bridge between ambition to a historic transformation towards 1.5 degrees. And the Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, he reacted near the end of the plenary. He released a statement and a video emphasizing his priorities. It's time to go into emergency mode. We must end fossil fuel subsidies, phase out coal, put a price on carbon, 
protect vulnerable communities from the impacts of climate change and make good on the 100 billion US dollars climate finance commitment to support developing countries. We did not achieve these goals at this conference, but we have some building blocks for progress. I want to send a message to young people, indigenous communities, women leaders, all those leading on climate action. I know you are disappointed, but the path of progress is not always a straight line. Sometimes there are detours, sometimes there are ditches, but I know we can get there. We are in the fight of our lives and this fight must be won. Never give up, never retreat, keep pushing forward. I am with you. So that's where we are, Lara. We're feeling that the real work on transforming the global economy is now going to begin in earnest. What was your main takeaway from today, apart from the uh, the very late finish? <laughs> oh, my main thing for today is that it is a right step in the a step in the right direction. Like many other countries said, um, it is still the first time fossil fuels are mentioned on an um, outcome declaration of a COP, and um, well. I mean, there's like you said, there's a lot more work to be done. I have to say that there was a lot, lot of uh, recognition of the work that the UK did and President Alok Sharma. Uh, he got several standing ovations during the plenary. So I think I think they actually did a, um, a good job in, in into pushing countries into agree into some these texts that, that it is a compromise between countries, between developing countries and, and developed countries. So in the end, um, like the Secretary General said, you know, it's, it's sometimes progress is not a straight line. Uh, sometimes there are deters, the sometimes yeah. there are ditches. But uh, he also said that he knew that we can get there. Well, the best thing to do is to read your story that you've been frantically revising as the evening's gone <laughs> yes. on, which is on the UN webpage, news.un.org. And, of course, subscribe to the newsletter, which will be up very shortly uh, as yeah, we hopefully. speak. <laughs> hopefully. and this podcast. And look out for all the climate and environment stories that we have, the articles and features on the website. And I've got a feeling we'll be doing quite a few more of them. Um, maybe. I think so. Lara, yeah. thank you very much. It's been a great two weeks. It, it has been. Thank you, Connor. <laughs>